What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast on the JV Podcast Network. Just a quick reminder, wherever you may be listening, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews coming your way every single Monday and the Weekend 12-Pack Sports Gambling Advice with Uncle Micah coming your way every single Friday. That's what this episode is, but it's going to be a little bit special one because my Cleveland Browns played on Thursday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 16 Sundays in Hell will be on this episode. That's right, Hell came early this week. So we have 16 Sundays in Hell, Browns and Steelers, and then we'll get into the Weekend 12-Pack with Uncle Micah where we'll have four NBA picks four college football picks, four NFL picks for you, as well as Uncle Micah's underdog money line parlay special and his five-star bets, Uncle Micah's sure thing. So without further ado, let's get into 16 Sundays in Hell. 16 Sundays in Hell, Thursday night football, Browns and Steelers. These teams, it's very obvious, hate each other. If they did it before this game, they certainly do now. The cities have always hated each other, rivals at that, but now the teams have a reason to hate each other. There was a huge fight at the end of the game. I'm going to talk all about it here at the end. Um, Unfortunately, this should have been maybe outside the Ravens game, but because of the situation and the point of the season, this was the Browns' biggest win of the year. But because they are the Cleveland Browns, somehow they still found a way to lose it. The Browns on the scoreboard won the game 21-7. Before we get into this, let's go over my picks. Missed on Tennessee, hit on the Jets and Rams. Missed on Baltimore and San Francisco, hit on Seattle and New England. Missed on Denver, hit on Buffalo, and hit on Pittsburgh. That puts me at 6-4, and four, but the Cleveland Browns, they're starting to catch up on me. They are now 4-6. and six. The vertical stripes were back in the end zone. Those are now 2-0. And Swagger Jr., our new mascot, taking over for the retired dad. Swagger, Swagger Jr., SJ, is also 2-0. So the Browns, first quarter, they come out. The Steelers get the ball first. They force a 3-and-out, but how will the offense start? They finally hit Odell Beckham Jr. on a post. They hit him on a deep shot. It looked like on the field it was called a touchdown. It went to review And it was ruled that he was down short. I was devastated. I was terrified. Not because I'm like, oh man, I really wanted Odell to have that touchdown. I wanted Baker to have a passing touchdown. I absolutely wanted those things. But I'm absolutely terrified of the Cleveland Browns in short yardage and goal-to-goal situations. Like I said in the last episode on Monday, 16 Sundays in Hell, the words that terrify, the phrase that terrifies me the most is first and goal, second and goal, Third and goal. When Freddie Foam Finger, Freddie Butter Milkshake has to find a play to call from inside the five-yard line, I'm absolutely terrified. I'm peeing myself. I am shaking. I am shivering. I can't stand it. But first play, first and goal. Baker sneaks it in for a touchdown. 7-0 Cleveland early. They have now scored on back-to-back opening drives. They did it against Buffalo, and they did it on Thursday night against the Steelers. The first two times they've done that all season. Quarter number two. Daryl Hodge is still going in before Rashard Higgins. Even with Antonio Callaway now being waived, I thought this would open... Well, <laughs> it's, you would think that it opens things up for Higgins. Like, yes, here's the clear-cut number three receiver now, but he's still not on the field. But then, I'm like, why is this happening? But then Hodge has that long catch, and I'm like, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and Hodge... 
Haha. Shout out to Joe Hayes of Official Cleveland Sports on Instagram. I stole that from him. So it hit him on a, um, uh, a long pass there. Then Baker, long strike to Landry to set up once again a terrifying first and goal situation. And then all of a sudden it's third and goal. And the Browns, much like they did last week, got an extra set of downs, some more lives when they when they were able to draw a defensive pass interference in the end zone. It's set up with first and goal. And then the Browns, they set up a nice play. Jarvis Landry ends up crossing the formation, runs a crossing route wide open in the end zone. Browns 14, Pittsburgh nothing. The Browns are rolling at home against our bitter AFC North rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then the Browns get a turnover. They, they never do these things, but will they capitalize? Will they capitalize? They haven't been able to capitalize on good field position, on turnovers. They haven't been able to capitalize on anything all season, and it didn't work out tonight either a missed field goal off of this the browns they they need to find the way to get positive yards on first down incomplete passes you know they're ending up you know with third and long situations it can't happen 14-0 cleveland at the half let's move into the second half now penalties galore i had to pause because i almost threw up there this quarter was full of penalties the Steelers' only touchdown drive was pretty much the Browns racking up penalties, moving, just, just spoon-feeding the Steelers' yards and letting them go down the field. I thought the Browns, they come out, it's a huge opening drive. They're trying to extend this lead, and they've only, they were only able to manufacture for one first down. They had a punt. But then, another interception, Joe Schobert. Will they be able to capitalize? Absolutely not. At this point, the game, if the Browns were scoring touchdowns off of the turnovers it should be like 35 to nothing at least it should have been like 31 to nothing at the very least it was extremely tough to watch and then like I said penalties to galore they had four penalties maybe it was even five on this drive for Pittsburgh Pittsburgh obviously walks right in for a touchdown we now have a game it was 14 to 7 Cleveland at the end of three let's go into the fourth quarter here's why the Browns stink early on in the fourth quarter they pick up seven yards on the ground, on, or excuse me, seven yards through the air on first down. Then on second and third, and then second and third down, they run two kind of eh, vanilla plays, and they have to punt, and it's fourth and five. So all of a sudden, it's first, or excuse me, second and three, and then two plays later, it's fourth and five. Odell Beckham Jr. He hadn't had a touch or a target and seemed like forever. I mean, wouldn't you think they would want run one play? whether it's a screen, a slant, I don't know, get creative, find a way to get him the ball. Just let him try and make a play. And then Joe Schobert was huge all night. He had a second pick. He had two picks on the night. Will the Browns be able to capitalize? Yes, they finally are able to capitalize. Carlson, the nerd from Princeton, absolutely mossed his defender. First reception of the year, and it's a touchdown. How about that from the nerd from Princeton, 21-7 Cleveland. Now here's where the game got really, really ugly. Here's where it got bad, and here's where I said the Browns won on the scoreboard, but they still found a way to lose this game. There's a fight. Eight seconds to go. Miles Garrett. He tackles Mason Rudolph, the quarterback for the Steelers. Brings him to the ground. Rudolph thought there was a little extracurricular there. There was no flag on the play for roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness or anything like that. But Rudolph took exception, started going at Miles, started trying to rip his helmet off. 
He can't get Miles' helmet off, but Miles can get his off. He took his helmet off. Now, this is totally Happy Gilmore. Like, hey, I have a hockey record where I took a skate off and tried to stab somebody. I'm the only guy to ever do that. Miles Garrett is the only guy I think that I've seen that is that someone has tried to rip his helmet off. They couldn't do it, but he was able to rip theirs off and then starts beating the crap out of them with their own helmet. He connected twice on Ma- Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett connected twice on Mason Rudolph's head with Mason Rudolph's own helmet. It was insane. And here's why this is bad. Because Miles Garrett, and rightfully so, will most likely be out the rest of this season. The Browns are 4-6. and six. They're closing in on the Steelers. They have them again in two weeks. Cincinnati's still on the schedule twice. Pittsburgh's on the schedule one more time. The Dolphins are on the schedule. Arizona's on the schedule. Baltimore's on the schedule. A huge game. We've already beat them once. And it doesn't mean anything because Garrett's probably going to be done the rest of the year. Joby was ejected from this game. Randall from a different situation. I don't think he's going to miss any time. Maybe just a fine. But he was also ejected from this game. Joby, I don't think is going to be, unless something comes out that I missed, but he could be facing a multiple game suspension. This isn't good. And this is why the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. I know it's been said for years and it's kind of a lazy take like, oh, here come the Browns. That's just what Cleveland does. The Browns are going to Brown. But I mean, it's the truth. I don't know how else to say it. There's no reason to sugarcoat or sugarcoat it or try to get creative or write it off as something else. This is literally what the Cleveland Browns have been. Dysfunctional, undisciplined, and this year it's so heightened and it's so ridiculous and it's sickening to watch. It really is embarrassing. In the moment, I was like, yes, beat the crap out of Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. This is awesome. I hate the Steelers. I hate Pittsburgh. But now that I think about it this way, now that I've calmed down, I'm like, this guy at one point we were thinking, hey, if he keeps up these sack numbers, and he keeps doing what he's doing, he could be a guy that's in the consideration for defensive player of the year. Not anymore, because he's going to miss the rest of the season. He's probably going to miss these these next six games. So that's really unfortunate. And once again, I know I keep saying it, but the Browns won on the scoreboard, but they still found a way to lose this game, and that's why they're the Cleveland Browns. This has been 16 Sundays in Hell, Sunday number 10 of 16, Browns and Steelers. Let's get into the Weekend 12 pack with Uncle Micah. Live in Las Vegas. All right, so calling in on the JB Podcast hotline as he does every single Friday. Live from Las Vegas. Actually, Mississippi, right? It is Mississippi. But I like when you introduce me at the penny slots of Circus Circus from Vegas. It well, sounds I, cooler. So. Yeah, I know how much you love to smoke chain smoke cigarettes at Circus Circus, so that's why I do that for you. But yes, <laughs> I know. as always, non-degenerate gambler and lover of Bud Light Lime, Uncle Micah. Uncle Micah, welcome. Before we get into these picks, we are once again going to check in on your ticket. Um, so many people have said it best. I said it on this podcast. For people that don't know, you have a Browns ticket. You threw it on them a few weeks ago when they were two and five to win or go to the win the go to the AFC Championship game or win the AFC North. What was it again? No, they had to. They actually they actually have to win the AFC. However, I was smart and I bet a few different tickets. I got 
one at 100 to one, and I actually got a few at 125 to one. I basically bet them on separate tickets because if they just make the playoffs, yeah, I'll probably sell it. a couple tickets because you can sell tickets now, right. and then I'll just free roll. So my goal actually is for them to just make the playoffs, which actually is not looking too bad now. Well, uh, and we're going to we talk about that because <laughs> the Browns are four and six. The Steelers, the Browns beat up the Steelers tonight in some questionable ways. Um, you know, there's three ejections. There were two separate ones that are kind of, that were unrelated in, in different parts of the game. But so many people, like I was saying before we talked about your ticket, so many people said it, said it on this podcast. The Browns won on the scoreboard, but because they are the Cleveland Browns, they still found a way to lose this game tonight. And it looks like because of that fight, Miles Garrett pulling a happy Gilmore where he took a skate off and trying to stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, he just cost, there goes the Browns best defensive player. Probably I would say it's got to be at least 90% that he is gone for the rest of the season. I would be shocked if he's not. I mean, Gilmore drop was very good. It Thank is you. funny, but Thank you. to be honest, once you see that in slow motion, probably not so funny what he did. No, it's not. I mean, all he had to do, I just wish he would have dropped the helmet. I mean, he ripped it off his head. Did he really need to still have the helmet right. as a well, weapon? Because he's Ru- not big enough. I mean, he's well, a pretty Ru- big dude. Rudolph started I know going- there's a lineman like on yeah. him too, but man, I wish he just would have dropped the helmet, but pretty stupid. I mean, there's eight seconds left in the just game. Crazy. That's, it's definitely going to hurt my bet, so I yep. wasn't happy about that. But, I mean, it was pretty dumb. I would say rest of the season. Yeah, it's terrible. Another thing I want to talk about, I, I think you're, you're, you're trying to stretch this a little too far right now. You were dropping some, after the news, Colin Kaepernick is going to be hosting um, a workout for NFL teams. I think that's great. Um, but you saying, okay, so you were going real hard about, like, Okay, watch these guys tonight. Kaepernick should be in for the both of them. Okay, say what you want about Baker. I know. I mean, I'm still a Baker believer. I know he went number one, and you know, I think there's a ton of different variables that are that are working against him right now, including some of his own. But I mean, like, of course, you know, you would think Mason Rudolph is going to be a lifelong backup quarterback. He lost Connor tonight. He lost Schuster. He lost, who was that, Deontay Johnson, another wide receiver. Like, why are you trying to act like, you know, you're, you got some uh, inside breaking news here? Like, like, of course, you would, like, Rudolph is going to look terrible. That's true. I mean, I was Come on, man. sarcastic. But, okay. I mean, let's be honest. At least I'm on this side of Kaepernick where he should definitely be in the league. Whether you want to put him as a starter, that's maybe debatable. But he's better than a lot of backups in the league. I don't care what he did his last season. His last season when he played, he also had a very terrible offensive line and offensive, you know, just position players. And I know a lot of people want to say Baker's struggling because of the offensive line, which is true. But his position players are outstanding. But the coach. And Fred, I, I was more just being sarcastic with Freddie, you and yeah. the snowman okay. about that. Okay, but when but snowman I definitely think comes, Kaepernick is good yeah. enough to be a backup, 100%. So I do believe he was blackballed from the league. And all I said was they should send people to the workout. I mean, you don't know. Maybe he has been working out the past three years. Maybe he is going to look good in his workout. I mean, I hope he does. I, I honestly don't think the Browns should get him. No. I wouldn't put it past the Steelers to maybe get him. I mean, the Steelers still have a shot to make the playoffs. 
I mean, that loss tonight hurts them, but they're still five and five. But I don't know. It's going to be hard for him to just come in and learn the offense, do all that stuff. But Mason's pretty bad, honestly. The Steelers have only won the past few games leading up to this game because of their defense. Their defense is getting super strong. For sure. But I don't think he should play for the Browns. One other thing about Baker, and I just want to say this, the only reason I was liking that ticket a lot too is because we're now on a longer rest than usual, and we play Miami. Yep, and I really think this is going to be Baker's time. Like he really has to show out versus Miami. That yes. offense has to show out. They got more time to prepare, so that's why I was big on getting Baker's confidence up coming right. to this next game against Miami. I mean, I, I think they're going to unload on Miami offensively, and if they don't, then we're going to have big issues with Baker. I, I mean, I'm just saying for the rest of the year. I mean, I know only second year he can still be good but i really think the offense needs to unload next sunday against miami but we'll see yes we will okay enough of that talk people are here for the picks let's review real quick last week i was victorious at seven four and one clean sweep i'm i apparently i'm the college football expert going four and oh i was seven four and one that puts me at 12 13 and two overall uncle micah was six and six 11 15 and one Overall, but as we say on this show, the show goes on, and if you think we suck, then you suck for not going the opposite way and believing that we knew what we were doing in the first place. And, and just for the record, like you are a monster. Like that's a great weekend. That's a good record. It was a for great sure. weekend. Mine is not very good still because you're still paying the juice on every bet. So you can't go. You can't go six and six. You're going to lose money because you pay a juice on each bet. Yep. Most people at bet know that. But like you did really well. And for the record. It's not a big shock if you beat me because you do follow sports a lot, so you shouldn't be that bad at picking yeah. games. Yeah, I should but be okay. I will try to do better this week. Always making try excuses. To beat you. But oh. I like the competition. This is nice. So this let's is go. good. All right. All right. Let's go into the NBA. Uncle Micah, let's hear your NBA Friday picks. All right. For the 12-pack of my four NBA games, first game is going to be the Spurs plus three and a half. They are on the road. They have struggled a lot lately. I think they've only covered two games against the spread this year. But they're coming off three straight losses. I really feel like Popovich is going to get in them. And you know the NBA. Some teams will slack throughout the regular season. It's a long season. But, I mean, this isn't a must win for the Spurs. But coming off three losses, I think they're all going to be focused, locked in. They're plus three and a half at Orlando. East Coast team, Orlando's right in the middle of the pack in the east so i just like the spurs to uh probably win that game honestly but i'll take the three and a half for sure uh game number two sacramento is plus eight and a half on the road at the los angeles lakers they are this kind of reminds me of last friday's pick because i think the heat were exactly eight and a half versus the lakers i took the heat plus the points and they lost last friday to the lakers but Sacramento, 5-0 and against the spread their last five. They've won four of those games. Sacramento is starting to come along. You know they started off slow. We kind of had them as an eight seed maybe in the playoffs. Still could get there. Definitely coming along. I think they're going to lose to the Lakers, but they will cover. So plus eight and a half Sacramento game two. Game three, going to go with Memphis plus seven. Yep. They're home. And they're coming off two road victories. Yes, they so, are. Definitely going to go with plus seven. The Jazz are also a little questionable on they the are. road, as we know. The Jazz are awesome at home, though. We know that as well. We know. We know. They have not lost at home. <laughs> that was my. That's that's one of the games I hit last week. But. Yes. So yeah, Jazz on the road at Memphis. Memphis plus seven. 
Got to take Memphis from the points there. Game number four, Houston minus seven and a half at home. Kind of a lot of points to lay. However, Houston has also won five straight games. Harden's killing it, averaging about 39 now, I think. Yeah. Four and one against the spread is Houston. They're at home versus Indiana. Nothing more to say other than I just think Houston might route them. They're playing a lot better. Minus seven and a half. I'll lay the seven and a half and go with Houston. So recap real quick. Spurs plus three and a half. Sacramento plus eight and a half. Memphis plus seven. Houston minus seven and a half for my four games. Love Who it. you got? I got some similar ones in here for you, but I'm starting with our former arch rivals up there in the Bay Area. Boston at Golden State. Boston, eight-point favorites. I like the Celtics to win this one by double digits. Celtics going to win and cover this game. Now, one that you had here, the Utah Jazz. Mike Conley, been really underachieving this year. I thought that was going to be a terrific fit. I I really hope that the Jazz get going. They're um, in Memphis, like you mentioned. Utah, seven-point favorites. Ja keeps it close. Memphis has been playing some decent ball for the roster that they have. Ja Morant's been awesome. I like the Jazz to win, but I like Memphis to cover those seven points. My nice. NBA Finals pick, who is which is looking atrocious right now, the Philadelphia 76ers are in Oklahoma City. Philly, three-point favorites. Philly's been struggling. They have been unimpressive. But I think this they win this game by seven. Philly wins and covers. Now, going to the City that, of Angels. Real quick, that was yeah. a, uh, real quick. I'll just jump in real quick and talk about that game. Yeah. That was a weird line. I mean, I it is. was going to take Philly, but it just seemed something fishy about it because I think that should be about a seven-point right. Philly favor, and it was only three. So sometimes when you see those games, I just stay away from them. But I don't blame you for picking that one. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, why not? Why not? Then back to the City of Angels, the Kings, who have come along a little bit here. I, I bet against them once when they had zero wins, and I think they – who did they play? Maybe it was Utah. I forget. That was the first one that they did. They, they – uh, they, they, they came back to bite me, but they're um, on the road at the Lakers. Eight and a half point favorites are those Lakers. I like L.A. to win and cover. I'm going opposite of you Ooh. there. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's move, into, good. let's move into Saturday. Let's keep this rolling. NCAA football. My, This is where I'm a master. This is where I'm good. This is where I'm comfortable and confident. Let's see what you got. You are. All right. I'm gonna, I actually had to go with two totals. Of my four for this Ooh. because I've been struggling in college football a little okay. bit. So first game is going to be a Big Ten game, Iowa, yeah, Minnesota. Iowa's at home. The total is forty four and a half. Ooh, I'm going to go with the under here. Yeah, I mean Iowa's D really good, especially at home. <laughs> They've only given up over twenty points one game this year. I know Minnesota's on a high. I actually think Minnesota can still win this game because Iowa's offense is pretty bad as well yeah i just don't see both teams scoring over 44 and a half points so gonna go with the under there for sure my next one also is gonna be a total clemson is at home versus wake forest yeah the over under is 59 and a half mm. going with the over on Ooh. that one clemson's last three games they themselves have scored 59 59 and 55 I think they're a little disrespected after the first uh, poll came out where they weren't even in the top four. I yeah. think their offense is just going off right on now. on a mission right now. So with them almost scoring that many points themselves the past three games, 
And also, I feel like Wake Forest can actually put up some points. Wake Forest isn't terrible. I mean, they've only lost one game. But I, I think the spread's like 35 in that game. Yeah. But, I mean, Wake Forest, I think, can put up 14 to 17 points there. Clemson will put up about 50. So, definitely like the overall in that game. Game number three, LSU is at Mississippi. I'm taking Mississippi plus 21 here. I know LSU is on the high, but I think that's why they're going to be coming off that high a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cover the 21 on the road there. That's a tough game. I actually had tough, tough time finding four games for college football, but I think weekend. LSU just is going to be such on a high that they're going to maybe they're not going to struggle, but they're not going to cover that 21. Going with Mississippi plus 21. Last game, California at home. Plus six and a half versus USC. USC struggles on the road a lot. They also play UCLA next week at home. They so again, escaped with the win yeah. at my Sun Devils. We should have won that game. Yeah, exactly. still, that, was, that was one of the road games that they won. Yes. I think they've won. They're two and three on the road. They survived the road. that so one. They've lost, they've lost three and they won two. And they did just squeak by Arizona State. They didn't win. They survived. Up 28-7 to after one, and they win 31-26. to Should have lost. If it wasn't for a defensive holding on a pick six, the Trojans would have lost that game, and my Sun Devils would still be riding that high. You were at the game, right? Oh, I was. I was. Oh, beautiful seats. Mom and a friend in town for parents' weekend. It was beautiful. All we needed was that win. Nice. But well, you know, Arizona State better. They're like in a running for. They've lost like four straight now. I think. Yeah, they, they need to get a bowl game. So they're like struggling to maybe get a bowl game, and they started off so well. But they did. But anyways, uh, Cal is plus six and a half at home. USC going on the road again. Again, like I said, they got UCLA at home. That's a big rivalry game. Might overlook a little bit. Cal's been playing better at home as well. So I'm just gonna go with the plus six and a half there. USC. Not going to cover that. So to recap real quick, Iowa, Minnesota under 44 and a half. Clemson, Wake over 59 and a half. LSU, or I'm sorry, Mississippi plus 21 and Cal plus six and a half. Who you got? Here we go, baby. I'm starting with my Virginia Tech Hokies at at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech, five and a half point favorites. The Hokies have been so, so good to me for two straight weeks. The Hokies... Win and cover here on the road. Now, the number 10 team in the nation, Oklahoma Suitors, travel to Waco to play the number 13 team in the nation, Baylor. Oklahoma, their 10-point favorites. OU, their last two games, a loss at Kansas State and a one-point win versus Iowa State. Baylor was good to me last week. It took them three overtimes to get me a win, but I think OU... Collects themselves, resets, settles in, and they are impressive this week. I think this. I'm taking the Sooners to win this game and cover. I think they're going to win by 20. I like that. Then, the number 18 team in the nation, Memphis, travels to Houston. The over/under is 68 and a half. Memphis is eight and one. I think they need to continue to put up big numbers. You know, with a um, with a less than desirable strength of schedule. Um, I think that they're going to put up a 50-burger by themselves, and I think Houston will score some points. I want you guys to take the over 68.5 for Memphis at Houston. 
that's that, a lot of points. It I is a lot of like points. I like that one as well. Yeah, I was, I was feeling a little frisky with that one. And now, my <laughs> last one. The number 23 team in the nation, Navy, goes to visit Touchdown Jesus. They are going to South Bend. They're playing at number 15, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, seven and a half point favorites. I hate Notre Dame. They are unimpressive. I love their gold helmets, but that's about that's about it. You know the saying, go Navy, beat Notre Dame, take Navy to cover here, and they might just win this game outright. I like Navy as well. That line actually opened at like 10, and it moved Ooh. down a lot. I yeah. think a lot of people are on Navy, which Same. kind of scares me because sometimes the public, but that might have actually been sharp money coming in on Navy. So right. I still like Navy 7.5. It's a good pick. Take the Sailors over the Catholics. Definitely. NFL. Let's do this. NFL time. Let's reel through these. Four for the NFL to finish the 12-pack. Going with the Miami Dolphins. Never thought I'd say that. However, I looked at that game. We know Miami's looked pretty good the past two games. Fitzmagic, baby. They just won at Indianapolis. So, I guess the Fitzmagic is coming back into play or what? Is that what's going on? Oh, it sure is. He just needs to start wearing Deshaun Jackson's clothes again. Sexy Fitzpatrick (laughs) is a dangerous uh, beast. Miami is plus six against the Bills. And, again, I mean, if you look at the Bills, just real quick on the Bills, I kind of do like their squad and their defense is really good. But have they played anybody? That's what everyone's been saying. That's kind of what I think. They played Cleveland. I mean, they're – (laughs) <laughs> Their wins are against the Jets the first game of the season, and they that was a lucky win. Yep. I mean, I remember watching that game. And then the Giants, they beat they beat the Bengals, they beat the Redskins, and they beat a Miami team that wasn't quite as good the first time they played. So, I right. mean, those wins, you know, the record looks good, but it's kind of like the Browns schedule coming up, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, so I'm going to just – you give me six at home for Miami against the Bills. Bills are on their second road game in a row. I'm taking Miami plus six. All right, game number two, Cardinals plus 10.5 at the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of points. It is. And the Cardinals are actually 5-1 and one against the spread their last six games. And they so played they are San Francisco really tight. Spread and it, yeah, and Murray's playing better as well. He's starting to get it going. 49ers also are on a short week. They played that great Monday night game versus Seattle. Emotional game. Yep. So coming off that short week. The Cardinals also 5-1 against the spread. I like that stat. So give me 10.5 for the Cardinals. Definitely not going to win the game, but I think they'll end up covering. And Murray's always good for a backdoor cover if they are down like 17. He'll True. he'll keep playing hard. So True. I can see him getting a late touchdown to cover that spread. Game number three is going to be a total. It's Oakland and Cincinnati. Since mm-hmm. he's on the road at Oakland. I took the under on Cincinnati last week, but problem was – your Ravens, because you had the Ravens, I think, covering that spread, which they usually oh, yeah. did. But the Ravens just scored too many points. But I was right on with Cincinnati. I said I would give them a max of 13 points. That's exactly what they scored last week. I give them the same max this weekend coming up versus Oakland. Don't see them scoring over 13. Finley had a couple turnovers to get the defense touchdown last week. I mean, he's not, he's not there. He's not that good. Cap's better than Finley. There you go. There's one guy that should be starting. I don't care if Cap hadn't played in 10 years. It's better than Finley. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I like give the you under that. there. Under 48 and a half. I think it's going to be a 30 to 13 game. 
And like I said, no, no more than 13 points for Cincy that game. Game number four, Philly and New England. It's another total. It's 44 and a half is a total. I'm taking the under for Philly, New England in that game. I like the under a lot based on the fact that both these teams coming off a bye. Belichick off a bye. Usually that's extra time for him to prepare, obviously. Right. So he will prepare. We know Belichick key for preparing especially coming off a bye but it also gives philly time to prepare coming off a bye so i think both defenses are going to be very well prepared i just don't see that going over 44 and a half so take the under in that game so real quick on the recap miami plus six cardinals plus ten and a half oakland Cincy under 48 and a half philly new england under 44 and a half here we go the jacksonville jaguars nick Foles' team Goes to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is two-and-a-half-point favorites. My guy, Jacoby Brissett, is back. Your get-out-of-jail-free car when you won that Colts-Steelers game a few weeks ago with Brian Hoyer. It's gone. It's in the past. Jacoby is (laughs) back. Colts are going to win and cover that two-and-a-half. Kansas City and the L.A. Chargers. Mahomes and Rivers. It's going to be a shootout in the soccer stadium. The over-under is 52. There's it's going to be a shootout on Sunday between these guys. Take the over 52 in this game. Another game like it. we had in common here. Arizona, the Cardinals at the Niners. San Francisco 10 and a half point favorites. Niners, like we mentioned coming off that first loss on Monday Night Football against Seattle, a an emotional Monday Night game, but I think that they are going to rebound anyway. And they win. And I think that they're going to cover this game. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals by 12. Now. Nice. I like when we disagree. Because yeah. that means I can gain a game on your record. So that, I can gain on you. That's, that's your yeah, lead. It makes it good. It, I, that, <laughs> li- that line was tough. I went back and forth. with their, My paper looks like chicken scratch. I'm like, no, take the Cardinals to cover. <laughs> no, I'm back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Couldn't make up my mind. This game I had no trouble really making my mind over. Chicago at the Rams. Another over-under here. The over-under is 40 and a half. This one was really tough. But I think you need to take the under here. I think the Rams are going to win 24 to 13. The Bears have a good defense. The Rams, since adding Jalen Ramsey, good defense. But Trubisky, eh, but he doesn't throw picks. So I don't think we're going to see a ton of pick sixes. It's not going to be like Winston where, you know, he can throw it all over the yard for five touchdowns or, you know, throw two pick sixes. So I think you want to take the under 40 and a half in that game. Chicago at the Rams. Those are my NFL picks. Uncle Micah, let's go through your underdog money line parlay special. This is going to be really special for everyone out there because my underdog money line parlay special is – Keep your money in your pocket. Do Ooh. not have one this week. Since I'm 0 for 2 the past two weekends, I didn't want to just throw one out there to the people. So uh, we are canceling that. You know what? That's for smart. This Some people are because be I like- really didn't like the only underdog I I could find one, and I think California will beat USC at home, and they're like plus 200. So all I'm going to say is maybe just bet that game on the money line at plus 200. Do not parlay any money lines this weekend. Save your money on that one. We're not going to throw money around on that. I think I will go with my locks real quick. Yes, yes, do your locks. Well, hold on. I I have a comment about that. Some people are going to come out and be like, Uncle Mike is a coward. This is soft. This is wrong. But no, this is like 
when you're at the roulette table and you know you missed on a few hands, you still got some chips, you're like, you know what? Let me see where this one goes. Let me let me take a step back. Maybe you take a couple spins off and then you get back into it. That's what that's what you're doing here. This is you're living up to the name. When I introduce you, I say non-degenerate gambler Uncle Micah and you're being a non-degenerate here. You're being responsible. You you know you have other people's hands or other people other people's money potentially in your hands and you're being a non-degenerate here. So well done for you. Good on you. It is. That's exactly what I was thinking. And, yeah. and to be honest, we already discussed this on the first show. Like yeah. money line underdog parlays are usually like 10 to one or higher. Very yeah. hard to hit. And we were kind of just doing that for fun. But since we've whiffed on the first two weekends, no, of money don't line say parlays, we, this is all you. And man. I really didn't like many this weekend at all. So I was just like, eh, just going to tell the people to put the money back in the pockets. Don't say we, man. This is all you. I do not. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm not Uncle Micah. You, you're the one with the underdog money line parlay special. Okay, but I like it though. I'm actually I'm gonna <laughs> stick with you here. But if you keep doing this every week because you're afraid, I'm gonna start calling you out. But this week I'm I'm with you 100. percent Love it. All okay. right, but I I will tell you my three locks yes. real quick. Uncle Micah, sure the, thing. For NBA Friday. I, I think this is this is my favorite game, and I think it's a lock. It's funny because you picked the other way, I but I love Sacramento plus eight and a half. Ooh. I mean, LeBron's got to fall off sometime. Plus, there's a small chance that AD he might doesn't play. play. I mean, that's the small. If AD somehow doesn't play, and you get that information early, you better run to that book and yep. take the eight and a half real mm. quick. Because if that's announced that he doesn't play, he didn't play last game, although they still crushed, but they played the Warriors. The Warriors right. are like a D-League team at this point. But if some reason AD is out again with the shoulder, run to the book, take yep. the eight and a half, because that line will move if that information is released that he's not playing. So anyway, Sacramento plus eight and a half, stone cold five-star locked for NBA Friday. Saturday, California plus six and a half versus USC at home is my Saturday lock for college football and Sunday NFL stone cold five-star lock Oakland Cincinnati under 48 and a half. I hate Cincinnati's offense. So too much. Not going to score many. Those are my three locks. Love it. Well done. Uncle Micah. That that's another, that's this already the third one that we've done, right? Yep, that's the third one. And you are winning right now. So I'm winning right now. Going. I mean, we're definitely going to keep it going until the end of football season, and we'll see what the record stands at. Right. I well, mean, we're, we're not bad. I mean, trust me. I could have you follow some of these so-called experts on Twitter. Yeah. And they'll put some good weekends together here and there, but there's some brutal ones for other people as well. So That's right. It all, but all that matters is I'm not shying away from my record, dude. I stand by it. You can talk all the trash you want, but Me still too. a long way to go. We've only done two weekends. I, so I had a decent weekend, but I'm still 12, 13 and 2. I, I'm still, you know, I'm not I'm not making money for anyone yet. So, I mean, I'm No, I know. It's tough. Dude, it's it's tough, man. Sports betting stuff, but it's fun. That's yep. the bottom line. If you're having fun, sometimes burning money's fun, dude. What can I say? That's right. Just as long as you have some money to burn, as long as you're doing it responsibly, then whatever. Yeah. And my Browns bet, it was a bigger one and is a long shot. And I yep. felt it was responsible, but Miles Garrett might have just totally broke my heart on that one. But maybe not. You never know. They might get it together, dude. I really just want the Browns to route 
the Dolphins next Sunday. I want that offense to start showing out. So hopefully I want them to give us more a time taste. to prepare. Like put, you know, you look at some of these drives, like that opening drive against the Bills. I talked about it when I did my Monday show. That is what I, you know, I feel like that's what we thought the offense was going to be all year. First play of the game, they try to air it out to Odell deep. They incomplete it, whatever. At least they took the shot. Chubb had a chunk run. They were out there in 12 personnel with two tight ends and a running back. Chubb had a run. They, you know, Baker had a nice pass. They utilized some play action, you know, a little dump, a little um, bootleg pass to Landry. He ran for a first down, like just getting the ball out quick to these playmakers, a clean pocket and just being efficient. Like, I'm like, oh my God, this is what we pictured the Browns offense to be all year. And you, and, and if you put that with that post that they hit Odell on, I mean, I was telling the snowman, I'm just like, man, I want Odell to have a big game today so bad. At least just hit him on one of these shots. Like, please just give us one. And they finally hit him on that post. And then for a while, he didn't even get a target. I think a lot of it is coaching. I I really do. It is some. Well, I mean, and yesterday, the game versus Steelers, their first drive was, or was it the first or second drive? When Odell caught the, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right at the one yard line. Yeah. In yesterday's game, last night's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was another great drive. I mean, I just think Baker, he just needs to do it four quarters. I mean, he has some really good throws at times, but then, man, he just, some of his throws are just, oh. They just make me puke, but yeah. I don't know. I just look for him to really go off next Sunday versus the Dolphins. I think it needs to happen. Like, they need to put up 35, 40 points next Sunday yeah, we, for we me to, it. like, still believe in that ticket with their de- – I mean, because now they're just – I mean, losing Garrett is going to be a big – it's a big deal. Huge and deal. And he's probably going to be gone for a little yep. bit. So, but whatever, we'll see. Yep. Brown Steelers is back. The rivalry is back. Miles Garrett will never play in it again, but it is back. All right. All right, man. All right. Talk to you next week. Let me get back to my penny slots. I got cigarettes to smoke. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) Tell all your buddies I said hi. All right, man. I know they don't have teeth, but still tell them I said hi. (laughs) But those are my favorite, dude. Those are our favorites. I know. We like to talk to. Yeah. Okay, quit talking. Get back to the Sharknado machine already. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews coming your way every single Monday and the gambling sports picks weekend 12 pack with Uncle Micah coming your way every single Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was a fun one to record. We unloaded a lot of information on you guys with the Browns and the picks. So hope you guys win some money. Talk to you guys on Monday.